Hey guys, welcome to the podcast today. Man, I've got a podcast I am excited about. Of course, I'm always excited about them, but I'm super excited about this. And I'm just going to try to get this out in in the best way possible because this is just a passion in my life. Guys, we're talking today about getting free and staying free. Now, a lot of the times when we say freedom, we, we start thinking about addictions. But listen, there is some bondages that are way beyond addictions. You could be in bondage to things in your past. You could be in bondage to bitterness. You can be in bondage to anxiety, to fears. You may be in a place where you are in bondage to doubt. You don't think that your prayers will change the situation you're in because you've prayed them so many times and it hasn't worked. Just like the person who's addicted has tried so many things to be free, but they're still addicted. They've promised God a thousand times, but they've broken every single promise If you've got struggles in your life, your heart, your mind, your emotions, you've tried to change them and you can't, you've lost a thousand times, you've broken your promise more times than you can count, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Listen, we all struggle with with sin and we often think sin sin is this thing where uh, sin is, is this action we're committing. And I'm not saying that that's not sin. Of course, we can sin. But when we talk about being free from sin, you need to change your mindset. I'm not talking about being free from wrong actions. I'm talking about being free from the entire nature of sin that drives you to do wrong. And I know that sin, as long as we are alive, exists in our member, in, in our flesh, in our carnal nature. There is a curse on this earth that is always driving, pulling, and calling us into wrong. It's like spiritual gravity always trying to drag us down. But what I'm saying is we look at ourselves and condemn ourselves because there is wrong in our life. Whether we're doubting God or whether we're living under stress and fear and anxiety, whether we're constantly judging and being critical of people in our minds. But try not to let it out, even though what's in our heart always comes out. We just think it doesn't. That's a whole nother thing. So if you're thinking critically about people, newsflash, it's obvious. May not be as obvious to you as you think it is, but it's obvious to others. So anyway, we're, we're living under these addictions. We have these issues And we're looking at this sin and we're always, I need to change my action. I need to change my action. I need to change my action. What we really need to look at is the nature of sin. We need to begin to see that there is a thing at work against us. And listen to this. That thing that is working against you, that's bringing you doubt, anxiety, fear, worry, that is constantly reminding you of the way you were treated when you were young, the abuses you have gone through, and no matter what, you can't seem to escape its hold on your life, that addiction, that thing, that alcohol, that pornography, that is the nature of sin talking to you constantly. And it is spiritual in nature. It is not natural. You will never win as long as you are fighting in the natural. Listen, I I want to I want to I want to drop in here my own testimony. For those of you who know me and know about the podcast, it won't be any surprise to you. I was addicted to pornography for many years, but well above that, there's all kinds of other issues that we deal with. So many internally, you deal with pride, you deal with unforgiveness, you deal with bitterness. I'm not no. I'm not exempt from any of that. You deal with critical thoughts. You deal with doubts in your hearts. It was a a long season. I got very frustrated with myself because I felt like no matter what, if I prayed for healing, it was never going to work in my life because up to that point, it never had. I had prayed for healing many times. I'd I'd gone up to altar calls where people laid hands on me for the sick and everybody else got healed and I went home sick. So I was in this bondage of doubt. Doubt. I was in bondage of addiction. I was in bondage of this, of criticalness, of pride, of so many things. Where are you in bondage? What's going on in your life? If you had to look right now and say, there is something in my life that I hate and I wish it was gone. I know that feeling. I lived there for so many years. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to to, to have a headache 
and I want to start to pray, but this thing deep inside of me is saying, don't do it. It'll just hurt you more because it's not going to work. Don't make that commitment to, to, to not look at pornography, even though you know everybody's going to be gone from your home for three hours. You're going to be by yourself because you know you're going to fail. Just, just give into it and get it over with. Don't try to forgive them. The moment they come walking down the hall, all, everything they said to you is going to come back up. Just try your best to hide it. What have you got in your life that you are just sick and tired of being there? You're just tired of it frustrating you. Let me tell you, there is hope for you. There is hope. And that hope is so great. Let me tell you where to start. Well, let let me tell you what not to do a, a little bit. That nature of sin, we're constantly thinking of our sin, but it's the nature of sin at work in the in us and in the world around us. It leads us to shame, to condemnation, to hopelessness. And the harder we fight, the more condemned and ashamed we become. We become it's almost like we don't have strength anymore because every time we apply strength, there is no fruit. Let me begin with where I, 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 I struggle with pornography for many years and until to this date, uh, any of the people I've counseled that have dealt with pornography or any other uh, of controlling problem, to, to this date, I've actually met no one in my life that has struggled more than me in that area. And, uh, and uh, that's saying a lot because I, I, I've seen some stuff. But I can tell you this, I'm completely free. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, it feels good to say that. Hallelujah. Listen, here's where I want you to start. The longer you try to fight in the natural, the longer you're going to lose. You're never going to do that. Your bondage, listen to this principle, the bondage, whether it's doubt, fear, anxiety, whether it's your past that won't let you go, whether you you just like... I I will never come over this mountain. I can never forgive. I can never reach a place where I have faith in the healing of God. Whatever it is, your bondage, it is permanent as long as you believe that you need to work harder to be free from it. Let me say that again. Your bondage is permanent as long as you believe that you need to work harder to be free from it. I need to pray more. I need to study my Bible more. I'm going to need to worship harder. I'm going to need to set these discipline zones in my life. I'm going to need to wake up earlier and pray more or go to bed earlier and get more sleep. As long as I keep changing things in the natural, I will eventually find something that will set me free. Here here it is. Here it is. Are you ready? And I'll now be clean before God. My, my, my. My, my, my. It's not going to happen. I'm just telling you right now. Can you be free from every single effect of the nature of sin on your life, both the sins that you have committed and the sins committed against you by others? In fact, if sin has gone so far into your life, because this is where I was. Let me tell you where I was. If sin has gone so far in your life that you don't even want to be free anymore, you're not even positive. You're very upset about some of the sin in your life because that's where I was. In my own life, I, I knew pornography was wrong, but I wasn't exactly uh, running from it either. It felt good. Felt good. That's, I mean, I'm just being honest. I, I, it was enjoyable for a season till it just completely steals everything from your soul. But anyway, if you even reach the place because of the nature of sin in this world that it has grabbed you to the point where you're not even trying to be free, there's hope for you. Let's start with this principle. Listen, everything, here's the principle, everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. When you're fighting in the natural, you're fighting the wrong battle. When you're looking at saying that this discipline behavior, if I refuse to do this, or I'm not going to turn on my phone at this time, or I'm going to read this book and it's going to make me, no, 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 no. If you're looking in the natural, you're failing because everything is spiritual. Over in John chapter one, I'm going to read to you verse one through five. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Verse two, he was in the beginning with God. Verse three, here it is, here it is. All things that were made through, all things were made through him. There we go. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. So this is basically what it's saying. Everything that exists, everything 
started here in the spirit. And just to clear it up, there's not a single thing that exists that didn't come from the spirit. Now you're saying, well, Chad, sin exists. I didn't say everything that was created is following God's perfect plan. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the position you're in. Sin wouldn't be here. We wouldn't even need a podcast to talk about getting free and staying free. Everything was created by God, but not everything is in compliance with his perfect will. Since he let us have authority over ourselves, since he made free will out of himself, since he gave autonomy to people, there is the ability now to rebel. But make no mistake about it. Everything that exists is still under the authority of God. And I don't mean like he's sovereign and he's saying, well, this person's going to get murdered and this person's going to go to war and this. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is whatever is in your life that is not in line with his will, his power has the ability to change it. And that's why you cannot fight it in the natural. You see, the weapons of our warfare are not natural, but they are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. You've got a stronghold in your life. It's called doubt. It's called fear. It's called addiction. It's called shame. It's called condemnation. It's called hopelessness. My marriage cannot recover from this. My life cannot recover from this. There's no way I'm going to get out of this addiction. Every time I pray, I remain sick. Nothing's going to change. That is not true. You see, the word of God tells you that the weapons of your warfare are not natural. And if you're saying, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change that, I'm going to change my behavior, I'm going to change my behavior, and that is what's going to solve the effect of sin in my life, then you are going to fail and you're going to fail miserably like I did for many, many, many years and just sat quietly in my own heart in shame and condemned myself night after night. And you may be there. One, I'm very sorry that you are. And two, I'm so glad you're listening to this right now. So let's go on to look. Let's keep going. Let's let, let's keep going here. In, in this, in, in in sorry, I got I got a. I'm jumping around in my notes, so I got a little off my notes. I got to get get back on it. John chapter one, verse one through three. All things that were made were made through him, and without him was nothing made. Verse four. In him was life, and that life was the light of man. Verse five. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. If you look up that word comprehend, it says it basically right there. It says the darkness cannot overcome the light. Uh, there's a minister, a great minister has passed on now named Charles, uh, Charles Caps. I had the privilege to work with him for a few years. And I tell you, he was such a down to earth man. And I heard him speak once and he said, you've heard of a flashlight. And, it, it, you know, he's talking in this sermon and, and, and I'm like, well, golly, that's kind of an obvious point to make, you know, here in this sermon. But, you know, we've you've heard a flashlight. He goes, have you ever heard of a flash dark? And at first I, I thought, what, what is a flash dark? And I mean, that's how far in the concept. And he goes, you can't find it. You can't put batteries in anything, shine it into a room full of light, click it on and the room go dark because darkness cannot overcome light. See. What's happening in your life with the sin is you're being overcome with things of the nature of sin. But because everything is spiritual and everything began right here with the word of God, who is Jesus Christ manifested in the flesh and the written word of God, everything here is what overcomes everything from the nature of sin. So whatever sin has brought you, brokenness, hopelessness, Hurt, emotional emotional turmoil, confusion, a lack of clarity, just a general depressed and, and spirit of anxiety, whatever the sin nature has brought into your life, whether you ask for it or not, is irrelevant. Whatever sin has done, the word has overcome. The word can overcome and the weapons of your warfare are not going to be natural because the natural is not where this fight is. Romans chapter one, verse 16 and 17 says this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Now, let me define everyone. Everyone. That's how you define it. Every single soul that has existed or will exist, if they believe, then the word of God, the gospel, the good news 
is this. It will bring power and rescue you from every work of sin. It is the power of God unto salvation. What is salvation? The undoing, the unfolding, the breaking away of everything that sin gave, of everything that sin did, of everything that sin does, and everything that sin could ever hope to do can be broken by salvation. Salvation is breaking it away. It is restoring to you life for death. Righteousness for unrighteousness, freedom for bondage, and light for darkness. That is salvation. And the power of God to salvation is found in the gospel for everyone who believes it. Now, listen, it didn't say for everyone who spends their time determining a plan of discipline in reading 17 books and studying 17 chapters on the emotional mindset of the mind. And I have zero against that. I have a good friend of mine that is a counselor. I have gone to see him and my life has been changed because of his great wisdom. I have read books on emotions and stuff, and they have helped me see the word of God in a better way. But it is not man's wisdom that will set you free. It is not a discipline plan. It is not an It is not accountability software, although I have no problems with those things because they are great helps in time of need, but you will not be free as long as you fight in the natural because this does not say that the gospel is the power of God until works and discipline and self-motivation and willpower, and that's what's going to bring about salvation. It says to them who, it's the power of God to them who believe. Whose power? God's, not yours. Your power is not going to save you. Your strength is not going to work. And even if you can wrestle yourself free as I have done for years at a time, as long as you remain in the natural thinking that your disciplines and your, your breathing techniques and all that is going to solve all your problems, you're going to fail. And as this world comes to an end, as things wind down in this world, as you can see from the way the world is right now, that God is coming back soon. More and more of those structures in the natural, more and more of those things in society and those man-made wisdoms that have worked for so many years are going to fail. And it's going to be one or the other. You're either going to live by the word or you're not. And that's it. Here is the good news, just reminding you, even if you don't want to do right, there's hope for you because that's where I was. Listen, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. I lived in a constant losing battle in my mind, constantly losing in my, in my mind and in my emotions down in, in my heart with, with, with all kinds of things. All right. I, I, I listened to them earlier. You're dealing with pride. You're dealing with, with uh, which you never really stop dealing with pride. I'm just, my gosh. Every time you peel away a, a layer of pride, there's more there to peel away. It, it's just it's so frustrating sometimes, but so liberating when you're willing to do it. Oh, my goodness. Whew. Dealing with pride, dealing with critical stuff, uh, dealing with unforgiveness, with bitterness, hiding all this in the inside because I'm pretty good at hiding it. Although, to tell you the truth, no one can hide anything 100%. There's always elements of your sin coming out in your daily life. No matter what you think, it's still coming out. Uh, Dealing with pornography and lust and those things, I'm constantly fighting a losing battle, and this is why. Over in Romans chapter 6, I want to bring this up. Now, you guys have heard of, or you probably have heard of, if you're listening to the podcast, you've heard of the law and and grace, and we're no longer under the law, but under the grace. But this is what the law was. The law was a system of behaviors and actions and man-made efforts that would establish you to be okay with God. I kept failing because that's where I was living. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna discipline myself. I'm not gonna turn on my computer. I'm, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not even gonna go home for an hour and a half because that's what's gonna keep me right with God. The problem was that was not what's gonna keep me right from God. I was already right with God. If I had just accepted that God loved me no matter what, then His power would have flowed into my life and set me free, which is exactly what happened. When I begin to get into the word of God, for it is the power of God. It is his power to bring you into salvation, into a freedom from the effects of sin. Okay? 
Romans, uh, I said it, Romans 6, 13, 17 says, do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. It says, don't give your body over to this. But, so if I want to quit living in sin, if I want to quit constantly saying, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to live that way. I'm not going to think those thoughts, but I keep having them. Here's what I should be doing. It says the second half of verse 13, but present yourself to God. Present yourself to God. Your freedom is not in working to be clean. Your freedom is in loving on the Father who already made you clean. I've heard Andrew Womack say this several times, and it's just such a statement. It's so true. It's so simple, but it's so true. He said, when you begin to understand the righteousness of God in your spirit, when you begin to get a revelation of it, that means you begin to read it, you begin to look at it in the Bible and just meditate on the word of God, which is a big part of being free. Let me say that again so it didn't get skipped. Meditating on the word of God is a major player in being free from sin because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So he would say this, when you begin to get a revelation of righteousness, you will live cleaner on accident. More, You will live more clean on accident than you ever did on purpose. And that's so true. It's so true. When you want to get these things out of your life, you're going to have to begin to meditate on the word. You can't be presenting yourself to sin constantly using willpower, emotions, and, and, and concepts in the natural to form your righteous actions. What you need to do is begin to just focus on God. See, it is, the, it is the love of God that brings a person to a new mindset. That's what it says. The love of God leads us to repentance, a willingness to look at ourselves and turn and go a different way. See, I had no willpower. I had no willpower to break myself from pornography. I was stuck. I mean, I was the hopeless of the hopeless, because not only did I have no willpower, I wasn't even convinced I wanted to quit. You may not be convinced right now that you want to forgive. You may not be convinced right now that you want to live free from this physical pain in your body. You may not be convinced right now that you want to even restore your marriage. You may not. I'm just being honest. You, you may not be there. But there's hope for you. There's hope for you because I found it. Listen. The weapons of our warfare, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 10.4, I've already mentioned this For the weapons of our warfare are not of this world. They're not of the flesh. They're not of the mind. They're not of the willpower. But they have, listen to this, divine power to destroy strongholds. And I'm sorry I didn't write down which version, which version I got that from. Uh, that's 2 Corinthians 10.4, and I can't remember which version. They have divine power to destroy strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're spiritual in nature and have divine power to destroy strongholds. Listen to this. Another another scripture. I'm leading up to something. I'm leading up to something, all right? Zephaniah 4.6. And you guys have heard this. Uh, Your victory is not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. But I want to read this. It says this. So he answered and said unto me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That means this victory is not going to be by might nor by power. So you've been applying might, you've been applying willpower, you've been applying wisdom, and you've been applying logic, and you've been applying reason, and you're not getting anywhere. But he says, look, if you'll just stop doing all that and let the power of God work, which is... The power of God is what? Under salvation, the power of God to deliver you from the effects of sin is what? It is the gospel of Christ because everything is spiritual. Since it is what formed the entire world you're in, it is what can reform it. It says over in Hebrews chapter 11 that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that what is seen, what is tangible, the reality we live in was created from what was invisible or what was not until the spirit brought it into being. See, your freedom can be right now manifested in the natural as you begin to take it into your spirit. When you plant the word of God, it produces fruit. Where is that fruit necessary? It's fruit necessary here on this earth, in this reality, in your life, in your mind, in your heart, because the word of God is the power of God unto 
being completely free from the nature of sin and its effects in your life, including physical sickness. Emotional problems, bitterness, addictions, pride, even the desire to remain like you are is a sin. And the word of God can break that from you. Let's keep looking at this thing with Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Here we go. Here we go. Who are you, O great mountain? Who are you? What is the great mountain in your way? What is that mountain? What are, you, what, what, is you, what are you stuck on? What is ruling your emotions? What is bringing you hopelessness, fear? What is condemning you? What is that mountain? Here it is. Zephaniah 4, verse 7. What are you, great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become like a flat road, a plain, flat. What You were tall. You were big. It was really hard to get over, but now you're flat. A little push, a little strength, roll right past you. He says, and I keep reading here, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace. Guys, there was a time when I I had come to my life, I used to argue with myself. In fact, sometimes if you were you were around and, and I was praying, you, you you might have heard me rebuking my own self. And you can do that. You can use your words to bind yourself up. I would say, I command you unforgiveness to get out of my life. I will not tolerate you here. You are not of the will of God. And I'm not against that because that's important. You've got to begin to speak out what you want and rebuke the things of, uh, uh, that are wrong. But when I had no strength... When even when I would say those words and I would feel down in my heart that they weren't true, I would begin to say, God, I just need grace. I have got to have grace. I come boldly before the throne of grace and I say, have mercy on me and give me victory that I do not deserve, strength I have not earned, give me help I have not paid a price for. Because that's what grace is. It is the empowerment of God and every every benefit of righteousness, every single benefit of righteousness, as if you had no sin, every benefit that comes with being completely clean before God is yours by the grace of God while you are still a sinner. While you are still unfree, while you still have the nature of sin at work around you, you can see the grace of God change everything out of you. Listen, of all the things that God could have done, you see, all this power he's got, he made his throne out of grace. He said, when I sit down as the king of kings and lord of lords, the master and commander of all creation, I'm going to sit on this throne and it's going to uphold all that I do. And this is what that throne is made out of. A promise to give you what you do not deserve so you can overcome everything that's in your life and have my perfect will. Listen, your bondage is permanent as long as you believe you need to work harder for it. But let me tell you what, your bondage is temporary the moment you decide that God will set you free by his power. All you have to do is trust him. Hmm. Hmm. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13, finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord. It didn't say, finally, my brother, and be strong in your willpower. Finally, my brother, and be strong in your emotions. Finally, my brother, and be strong in your discipline. Finally, my brother, and be strong in your logic, in your reason, in your ability to accomplish everything on your own. No, be strong in God. And in the power of his might, that means this, take courage, take courage, be of good courage, and he's going to strengthen your heart. Be of good courage. He's on the move. He's doing it. Put on the whole armor of God. Of who? Of God. That you may be able to withstand the attacks of the enemy. See, the enemy's trying to attack you with thoughts of doubt, of fear, of anxiety, of depression, of hopelessness, of addiction. He's constantly attacking you and you're falling. Why? Because you don't have only armor of God. It was never your armor that was going to save you. It was always him. He was always the power of salvation. You were never the power of salvation. It was always faith in how much God loves you. That was going to set you free. 
And until you believe that, you're not in the armor and you can't stand against the attacks of the enemy. Verse 12 right here, Ephesians 6, 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Guys, this was never about the natural. What you're fighting with was never about what was done to you. It was never about what you did to others. It was never about your sickness. It was never about your hopelessness. It was never about your anxiety, your depression, your fear. It was never about your addiction. It was never about your critical thinking of others. It was never about what you couldn't control. This was about sin, the nature of sin working against you, the fight was always spiritual. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Let me put a little side note in here. Let me take a little rabbit trail. Every single time you want to lash out at someone, you're mad because they hurt you. You think that they're not doing right, that they're not pulling their weight in your marriage. They're not pulling their weight at their office. Your fight is not against another human being. It's against the spirit that's driving it. Stop being mad at people. Stop being critical of people. Stop allowing that sin in your heart. It's affecting the way you think and the way you act. Leave it alone and fight the better fight, the good fight of faith in God to change the world around you. Okay? Because when you do, you just condemn people to stay in their sin. What you want to do is you want to lift them out. And I'm preaching to me as much as I am to you. All right, so verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We fight against every single spiritual thing that brings sin to bear. Everything that brings sin, the nature of sin that entices it, that empowers it, that introduces it, that gives it place, we fight against there. And it says, therefore, since this is the way we fight, not in the natural, but in the spiritual, we're fighting spiritual things. Every battle is in the spiritual. Here's what you've got to do. Verse 13, take up the whole armor of God. Let God's way protect you. Let God's way defend you. Let God's way empower you. Let God's way work so that while you're on the battlefield of the nature of sin, you can stand. Verse 13, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Having done everything you can, all you have to do is stand. Now, let me get it. Let me let me let me dig into a little personal testimony in a, in a little reality of this. I know because this is me. This is who I was. I know there's a lot of people listening to this who are saying, "But Chad, it doesn't work for me." And here's the deal: I know that feeling. I know what it's like to live in bondage, hidden, hurtful, hopeless. And love God with all your heart, but be full of sin. I get it. Be full of doubt. Like I said, there was a time in my life where I didn't even want to try to pray over my own healing because it had never worked. There was a time in my life when I had given up on being free from pornography. I said, I'll, I'll probably be able to control it and tame it the rest of my life, but there'll always be times when it's there and I'll look at pornography and I'll give into it and I'll look at nudity and and I'll feel ashamed, and it'll take me a few days to get my head back together, and then I'll live free for a while, maybe even for years. That's not the way I think anymore. I'm free. This is what happened. Let me bring all this together. If you're in that place right now in your life where you're saying, Chad, I don't know how to get free from this mountain. I don't know how to overcome this, and I certainly don't really have any faith to stay free to tell you the truth, Chad, I'm not even positive I want to be free. Then let me introduce you to a tried and true method. And it's the exact same thing that not only has worked in my past is working in me right now to overcome some things in my life. Philippians 2.13. I want to look it up because I, I, I might want to read it out of a different translation. Let me jump over here in my, in my software. I can quote it to you. But I'm going I'm to I'm look it up in my Bible app real quick just to make sure that I, I say it exactly right. 
this is where I started. This is where it all began to change for me. Remember Romans chapter 1, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I don't step back from it. I don't hide from it. I, I, I actually, if I'm not ashamed of something, I put it out front and I make it my thing. I mean, this is, I put it on a pedestal and I exalt it if I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to deliver me from everything sin has done. And this is where my word started, my gospel started. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. For it is God who is at work in me both to will and to do for his good pleasure, even if you can't do it, which is why this podcast even matters to you. If you could have stopped wrong in your life by now, it would have happened. If your discipline, if your study, if your logic, if your reason, if your extended prayer times would have worked, you would have turned this podcast off already because you don't need it. But the fact that you're still listening this far tells me whatever you've been trying to do ain't working. So what you really need is you need the power of God to work in your life to complete his will. But some of you are not even in a place where you're sure you even want it. It's all right. Because even if you don't want God's will in your life, if you're just saying, if you'll be willing to say, God, if you changed my heart, I would do better. He's willing to do that. It says right now, God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. For it is God who works in you. This scripture right here. I used to pace back and forth, claim it and just pray in the spirit, claim it and worship, claim it and pray in the spirit. I'd walk down the hallways at work. I'd walk down the hallways of my house, 421 in the morning. I have to get up and run to the restroom. I'm quietly quoting this under my breath. Father, you're at work right now in me, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. And let me tell you what happened. I began to find victories where I should have failed. I began to find faith where I used to doubt, I begin to get mad at what used to scare me. And I begin to see the power of God at work in my life. Why? Because if this scripture is real and like a seed, I plant it into my heart, it will grow what? Exactly what it says. I begin to not only to desire to do better, but to actually have the ability to walk it out. Now, if you've never been trapped in some sin, which I think all of us are trapped in some sin, we're just not admitting it. But if you've never been really openly, consciously trapped in sin, you may not quite understand what it's like to have the desire to do right and absolutely no ability to accomplish it. But I do. I know what that feels like. I know that condemnation that comes upon you night after night, day after day, moment after moment, because you have failed for the thousandth time, and you know when you repented and said, God, forgive me, you knew in your heart you'd be sinning again, that that repentance, that prayer was going to have to be prayed again. You were completely convinced that your apology would not make any difference. Hmm. Because that's where I used to live. But as I begin to quote this scripture, as I begin to say it over and over again, still failing, still screwing up, still having wrong thoughts, still giving into addiction, still having bitterness, still having unforgiveness, still not having any faith in my prayers for healing. As I begin to say this scripture, Father, you are all the while at work in me, both to will and do of your good pleasure. Do you know what happened? He is his work begin to become real to me and it changed my life. And every time I begin to see something in my life, that's not aligned with his will, instead of saying, I wonder what I'm going to do. I wonder how I'm going to start dealing with this. This is the first thing I go to. And let me tell you what this scripture did. Let me tell you, I kind of, I'm kind of mentioned it earlier in, in, in the podcast, but I want to, uh, I want to hit it here. When you begin to say this stuff, God, I'm going to be free. You're the one who's going to set me free. Father, I'm going to begin to forgive. And you're the one who's making it happens. Your heart, when you begin to say that, listen to this, your heart is going to condemn you. Okay? You're going to feel like that's not right. You're going to feel like it's impossible. It's probably even down on the inside of you. It may grate against you. It may feel wrong. 
Let me tell you what that is. That's not because you're being false. It's not because you're lying. It's because your heart is not attached, subscribed, and in line with this word yet. What you just felt was not error like you're lying. What you felt was you pulling a weed out of your heart and putting in a seed. Weeding your heart of what is causing you problems is not a comfortable process. In fact, if you've really gotten into some deep things, it may be a very uncomfortable process. But every time you speak the word of God and down on the inside of you, it feels like it's not right. Don't give in to that. Don't live by your feelings. What you just did is you kicked some dirt around in your heart and you plucked up a weed and made place for the word of God to grow. Sin is not going to go from your life comfortably, but it will go from your life if you hold on to the word of God. Why? Because everything is spiritual. This was never about your strength. And the longer you try to secure your righteousness by the way you live, the longer you will remain in bondage to sin. Here is how you get free and stay free. For goodness sake, stop trying to succeed. Stop focusing on your sin. It's like the law. Stop focusing on right actions to make you right with God. Know this. You are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. You are a new creation created by him. And because you believe in Jesus Christ and invited him into your heart, everything you have ever needed to be free from sin is now yours. It's not yours because you're perfect. It's yours because of what Jesus did on the cross. That's why when you begin to look at who you are in Christ, it begins to wreck and ruin all that sin is doing in you. This is one of the principles I haven't I haven't mentioned, but but I'm going to throw in right here. Meditating on the Word of God will strengthen the gifts in you. It will empower the person God made you, and it will dethrone the person sin has made you. The power of God unto salvation is in the good news. And what is the good news? By faith, you're free. By faith, you're clean. And by faith, you are completely righteous before God. Because he who knew no sin became sin for you that you might be the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. That's who you are. And now that you are righteous, you get to walk in that forever. As long as you have faith in it. And listen, we can kick this all the way back to the scripture that even people who aren't saved know. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world. Who the world? You're in it. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But verse 17 is just as important for God did not send Jesus into the world to condemn it. But through Jesus and what Jesus did, every person in the world would be completely delivered from every work of sin. The nature of sin that exists to entice you and drag you down into this muck and leave you there defeated. I am not ashamed of this gospel. I exalt it in my life. I put it first place. I study my Bible. I read. And instead of presenting my members to sin, as it said, instead of living my life and focusing on what I need to do to be right, here's what I do. I just go to God as if I was perfect. I say, Father, I thank you for your mercy work in my life. You are the one I want. I'm going to sit down. I'm read this word, and as I do, things are going to change in my life. That's what I do. And you know what happened? That's exactly what happened. As I sat and read my word and just worshiped God, no matter what I had done, sin broke off of my life. And I don't even want to be sacrilegious when I say this, but this is just how I feel. It was like magic. It was like magic. I was like, how did that work? How did that work? I begin to find myself in victories I had no business being in. I begin to find myself turning down temptation that would have rocked my world every time it came around. I begin to see myself differently. I begin to simply wake up one day and go, oh my goodness, 
I haven't even thought about that for a week. How did that happen? I fought it for 10 years. What just happened to me? I just wake up and go, oh my gosh, I'm changed. That, that, that's, how I, that's how I felt. What is that? Sounds like it's not my power. Sounds like it's not by my strength. Sounds like it was the Spirit of God who brought me a victory through what Jesus Christ had done and not what I had done. Mm. I want to finish up with this, Psalms 51. This is something I was just reading just a a while back, just meditating on this. In in this scripture, this uh, scripture hit me. Uh, Oh, that's not the version I want to read. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I I, I wanted to change it and... uh, Look, you know, I don't even really edit these podcasts. I'm just, this is, you know, this is the how, this is how I am. It says, uh, thou, it says, uh, is, is, is David, he's praying. This is after Bathsheba. It says, for you do not desire sacrifice or else I'd give it. You don't delight in burnt offerings. What he's saying is, I would do what you asked me to do. I would do everything. I would put in all this effort. I would give you all these things. I, I would sacrifice. I would, I would discipline. I would use logic and reason. I would pour out all of my efforts if that's what you actually wanted from me, God. But he said it's not. He said the sacri- excuse me, the sacrifices you really want are a broken spirit that's not, that's not working under its own willpower, that's humbled. And a contrite heart, those you're not going to despise. That's who you want, God. You don't want me up there in my strength and in my power. You're simply asking me this. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and I will exalt you. I will give grace to the humble. But to the pride, those who go at it on their own, of themselves, saying, I can discipline myself, I can make this work, to them, they'll not have any grace. They won't have victory where they shouldn't have it. They won't have strength instead of weakness. I want you to begin to change something in your life. I want you to begin to look at that mountain and say, you've got to go. Speak grace to it. The word of God says, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. That means while you're currently in the state that sin has put you in, begin to declare a new state and say this. It's not me that's going to get me there. It's not me that's going to rock this mountain. It's not me that's going to break this stronghold for the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. It was never about me. My father is coming to bear because the gospel is going to work and he is right now at work in me both the will and to do of his good pleasure and that's how this is going to go when you begin to get that mindset that is how things change okay one more scripture and i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna let you guys go uh hebrews chapter 20 verse 21 you can pray this prayer over yourself it says this father you make me complete in every good work, that means an outward manifestation of who you are, make me complete in every good work to do your will, working in me what is well-pleasing in your sight through Jesus Christ. You can pray that prayer over yourself right now. Father, work in me what is well-pleasing in your sight that I may be free from all sin and serve you in the righteousness you have given to me. Righteousness is yours. That's the only thing that qualifies you for the power of God to set you free. He gave you the righteousness as a free gift. Now that it's yours, accept it by faith instead of by works. As long as you're under the law, you are condemned and you're in bondage to sin. But once you get free from working all of your quality in life, your quality serving God is no longer a part of what you did, but you are serving God great and clean because of what he did in you then you're actually going to begin to see it. Faith is the seed that's going to change your life. And as you begin to just quote those words, speak those words, no matter how much you fail, God is going to get to work. Here's where your fight is going to be. No matter how much you feel, how bad you feel, no matter how big that mountain comes, the enemy is going to come at you to steal. He's, you're, you're saying, I'm not going to be bitter. That, that, that thing that you've been bitter about, some, that person may come right back across your path in seven seconds after this podcast is over and say something to you that hurts you. Refu- this is what you do. I don't care what just happened. Father, you're all the while at work in me, both the will and do of your good pleasure. As you begin to plant the word, you're going to begin to see it in your life. Now, I am not speaking against Anything you can be doing in the natural that can help, but don't put your faith in those. 
when listen, when I was dealing with pornography, I had several different things and plans and disciplines and this and that that I put into place to help me. My goodness, if the burden is too strong, I'm open to any good thing that can lift it off of you. But just know this, your freedom will not be secured by willpower. It will only be secured by God's power. And that's where you need to be. And here's here I'm gonna I know I keep saying this. My gosh, I'm 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 turning into like a preacher over here saying I'm gonna end 17 times, but I, I'm gonna end with this. You want to work this method because this is how you're gonna stay free. Even when Jesus was tempted in, in, in his fasting, in his 40 days of fasting, says the devil left him for a more opportune time. The enemy's coming back. He's gonna keep trying to get you. But because you're focused on the word of God and what God did in you, when it comes back, that attack's going to be powerless as long as you're in that armor of God and not in your own. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by your spirit. That's where you need to live. Let it build your faith in healing back up. You can be healed. Let me tell you, if you believe God, you'll be free. You're going to be free from this sickness and disease. You're going to be free from depression. You're going to be free from anxiety. You're going to be free from what your husband or your wife did to you in your marriage that you're not telling anybody about. You're going to be free from abuses of your past. You're going to be free from addictions and alcohol and pornography and prescription drugs. You can be free from this. And if you need help, go get some help, but put your faith in God. I am never against help. But I am against faith in the world. Your faith is in God because it is the power of God to set you free from everything sin makes possible. Guys, listen, I hope you enjoyed this today. I enjoyed saying it. I've actually, to tell you the truth, I've tried to get this out two or three times and I wasn't quite clear on what direction to go. And if it was a ministry to you today, as it ever, if anything I say is a ministry to you, you better give glory to God because it ain't of me. Okay? The podcast is just a point of connection between you and God, not between me and you. I appreciate you listening. If this was a blessing to you, share it with somebody. Go leave us a good review on the podcast. You know, that, that helps other people see it that may not uh, know anything about the podcast. And we'll talk to you again. Mm-hmm.